Welcome to the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah, and joining us today is LQ. LQ, it's your first time on the pod this year. How are you doing, and how has the new year been for you? Um, you know what I'm saying? We started off uh, out of the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? But I'm <laughs> hoping we close the year, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs next year. Looking forward to the draft. You know, I got to watch the playoffs on the couch, but uh, it's been a wild, wild card weekend, so... Looking forward to this divisional round and seeing who makes it to the bowl. Yep, and you can check our wild card recap on our Legendary Sports Network podcast with a bunch of different podcasts there. We have a State of the Redskins pod, and we did a recap last night of just all the games from a crazy wild card weekend. But we're here today to talk about the divisional rounds. We have four amazing games again. Starting, we're just going to go in order like we usually do with the first game, Saturday, 435. On NBC, the Vikings at the 49ers. San Francisco's favored by a touchdown. This is a game where a lot of people did not expect the Vikings to get this far, thought that it was going to end in the Superdome. But Kirk Cousins was able to come up in the clutch with a big throw to Adam Thielen, and the Vikings move on. LQ, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this game and who wins? I'm taking the 49ers here. Um, I just don't see Kirk doing what he did twice in a row. Um, that was a great game that he played on Sunday, but I, I, I just don't think that he could continue to, pre- I mean, he's been producing like this all season, but for Kirk to play at this stage and at this level consecutively, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, that 49ers defense in the playoffs is just a different type of monster. Hopefully Fred Warner and those guys lock in. Um, I heard they're getting a few players off of the IR. Yep. So. Isn't D Ford? I heard D Ford will be. Quan Alexander, too. D oh, Ford, yeah. Quan Alexander. So looking for those guys to make an impact in the game. Though the 49ers offense, I, I don't think that. I don't think that it'll be a shootout, but, you know, they're a run first team. So when it gets into playoffs and it's a situation like this where. It's a few possessions in a game. I, I just think that they'll be one of those teams that can lock in in those last possessions of the game. And maybe if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins, I'm I'm rocking with Jimmy G. Michael? Yeah, man. I think uh, it's big. It's very, very big that they're getting some of those uh, missing pieces back. And, uh, you know, having that week off really helps because you can really focus on who you need back for the playoffs and getting guys – you know, key guys like Quan Alexander back, it's, it's big for a uh, Super Bowl run. Um, Like LQ had it, man, I'm going to take the 49ers. Um, I do believe it'll be a relatively close game. Uh, the Vikings are, at least seen last week, man, they, they surprised me with uh, Kirk Cousins and everything like that. But they're playing relatively close football, and they've been doing that really since that bad start. Um, it, I don't, you know, I don't expect this game to be a blowout because the 49ers aren't necessarily a team to blow somebody out either. Um, I feel like they play better when they are close uh, just because it, it – it requires guys like George Kittle to make big plays and requires Jimmy G to lead a Brady style type type of game and just not mess it up. And um, at home, they had a great record. They were six and two. So I just expect them to keep doing what they're doing. Um, home field advantage, as I always say, is big in the playoffs. So the fact that they're playing right at home, they don't have to do any traveling. They can get a full week of practice. Um, it's big to me. Um, I think the only way that uh, the Vikings come out is if they pull a Saints and they just have a total collapse. If the pieces that are in you know in place to make these plays and control the game, they fail. If you see a total collapse by like Jimmy G, or you see George Kittle kind of phase out of the game, where if he gets hurt, 
um, then you can see a possible Vikings win. But I just don't see it. Uh, I, you know, the magic in here for Kirk Cousins. Um, he got that monkey off his back, but I don't think he does it this week. So I'll take the 49ers. Yeah, it's a clean sweep here. I'm taking the 49ers also. The Vikings, they were able to take the Saints out of their game, but the 40, with a lot of pressure on Drew, Drew Brees, he wasn't getting sacked a lot throughout the year, but he was under a lot of pressure and wasn't able to get it done. With the 49ers, like you said, LQ, they're a running team, and they also like the quick passing game. The quick passes to George Kittle and make something happen. And if George uh, and if Jimmy G gives them the uh, gives the th- makes the accurate throws and lets his guys uh, make plays, I-, I think they will be able to have a good offensive day in the twenty eight to thirty type of uh, point range. The Vikings, on the other hand, yeah, they're they're a really good team. Um, they have Thielen, they have Diggs, they have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Kirk has been playing really good, and the O line has kept it get- together for them. And then on the defensive end, they were able to stop. Probably, I thought the Saints were the most powerful offense going into the uh, going into the postseason. So they definitely have an ability. But Kirk back to back, I said I said it. If he goes into the Superdome, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's clutch from now on. But Kirk back to back, I just don't trust that. I, I just don't trust that. They they won one game, a wild card game, and yes, it's big. But with all the other teams, it was just like, yeah, we have a finished business. We're we're done. Blah blah blah. It seemed like the Vikings celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins is saying you like that. They're they're saying, oh, Kirk can't win big games, bro. This is a wild card weekend. <laughs> there's still a divisional round. There's still a championship game, and then there's a Super Bowl if you if that's what you guys' plans are. So I think they're a little bit uh, almost satisfied with winning one game and saying that Kirk uh, can win the big game. I don't know how locked in they're going to be for next week, but the 49ers have been they've been probably the most consistent team all year in the NFL. It started off undefeated and they were able to, unlike the Patriots, just stay at that level, even when their schedule got a lot tougher and just barely beating the Seahawks. So for me, I I'm sticking with the 49ers here. I think this is a, this is a game that they're able to win. Moving on to the Saturday night game, the Titans at the Ravens, another one that we did not expect to happen with uh, the Titans beating uh, the Patriots, the way that they, they did, just abusing them on the ground, and Patriots could not stop Derrick Henry. The Ravens, on the other hand, Super Bowl favorites. They're favored by nine points. I think it's a lot of points in Baltimore uh, game against Saturday at 825. Micah, who do you have winning this game? So, yeah, um, let's talk about two teams with uh, pretty similar styles and, and pretty similar um I guess, offensive games. Uh, the Ravens and the Titans are definitely run-heavy uh, teams, and they make an emphasis off their running attack. Uh, with the Titans using Derrick Henry, I expect them to give him 30-plus carries, 30-plus um, touches in that case, and I expect them to get at least 100 total yards. But the difference is uh, the Ravens have a way more potent offense than what the Titans bring to the table, and I think that's the difference. Um, if I, I could make a prediction, I think the Ravens win by maybe uh, more than two touchdowns or two touchdowns, but – to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that the game won't be close. It just means that the Ravens will outclass them, and I thoroughly expect that to happen. I think the Ravens are on the track to be in the Super Bowl. I, I won't call if they will win the Super Bowl yet, but they're the most dominating team I've seen. They went 14-2 for a reason, 7-1 at home. Only game they lost at home was that weird Browns game, and really after that, they've been the best team in football, in my opinion. So I will have to go with the Ravens. But um, shout out to the Titans getting this far. Um both defenses are will be really stout this weekend. Mike Vrabel will get his guys ready to play, but at the end of the day, the Ravens will outclass the Titans. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and have to agree with that, man. I'm rocking with the Ravens. Uh, I'd be a hater if I didn't. 
the Titans definitely did America a favor by ensuring that the Patriots will not make it to another Super Bowl. So shout out to them. But the run stops here. Um, I'm getting 2015 Carolina Panther vibes from this Ravens team mm-hmm. uh, by the way that they win games, by the swag that they have when they play. Uh, we, we've seen this movie before, man, and I, I just don't think that Tannehill and those guys got what it takes. Derrick Henry definitely had a great game last week, and I think he broke LT's record for most scrimmage yards in a playoff game, so that was crazy. But I, I just don't see them continuing to stay that hot, especially and keep up with Baltimore. This has, I, I believe it has shootout potential um, just by the style of play that the Ravens have. But I, I just don't see the Titans matching that speed that they have on the offense and might have to rock with the Ravens. Yeah, another another game where I think we all agree here. The Ravens and I think the Ravens kind of run away with this. I just feel like the energy at M&T is going to be crazy on, on Saturday. Everybody's excited. It's a night game. If the Ravens pull out the all blacks, I mean, it's just going to be it's just going to be a hostile environment they've been preparing for the titans for what two three weeks now at this point and mm-hmm. they said that they were they were that's all they've been doing because they already had a film on patriots and they played them earlier this year and they know the formula that they have so with that they have one thing to stop and that's derrick henry yeah that's a tall task but ryan Tannehill is not going to beat you he's not going to beat you uh in the air and with the way that they run their offense there's going to be possessions that are six and seven minutes on each drive but i do believe the ravens can score on every long possession that they have. We saw with the Titans, they could hold the ball for five minutes but then get stuck at, like, the 40-yard line and have to punt. So I I probably am – I'm definitely going with the Ravens, and I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be – right now it's at nine points. I, I saw it open at ten and a half. If it was ten and a half, maybe I would have taken the Titans plus ten and a half. But at nine, I'd probably take the Ravens uh, with the points in uh, – I think they went by 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 double digits here, probably ten uh, touchdown and a field goal, mm-hmm. just because they're they're just that good. The one thing I do want to caution is, even though Gus Edwards is a good running back, Mark Ingram did go down with the calf injury, and if he's not a hundred percent, there's something that you have to watch about because he he's been running the ball really well for the Ravens this year, and I think it changes when you go from a Mark Ingram to uh to a Gus Edwards definitely. Um, moving on to Sunday, uh, another very fun game, the Texans and the Chiefs. Texans off of the thriller against Buffalo. The, these two teams have played this year when the Texans beat the, Chief, uh, the Chiefs earlier this year. So, Elk, I'll start with you. What do you think – what are your thoughts on this game and who's winning? Um, I think this might be one of the hardest games to predict this weekend just because of those two defenses. Um, we've seen the Houston defense look like – an elite defense towards the beginning of the year and started to dip off towards the end. Um, same thing with the Chiefs. It's just been a lot of inconsistency, but it seems like they got it going now. They have a rhythm one defense. Um, they played a really good game against the Patriots to close the year, and I think after that game, it really gave them a lot of confidence. So I just see them continuing to go on a war path, man. They don't have to go through the Patriots this year, and I, I think that really <laughs> turned them up, and they're going to come off this two-week uh, rest that they had and definitely lock in. Um, I feel Deshaun Watson will, you know what I'm saying, do his thing, but in the end, we're going to take Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Michael? Yeah, if I'm looking at this right, Kansas City is favored nine, by yes, nine, nine and a half. That's, that's, I, a yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, 
it will not get to that point at all. Um, if I was to predict which game would be a shootout, I believe it would be this game right here. Um, and man, uh, this is a really hard game to predict simply because it's just, and I keep mentioning this about the Texans. I don't know what Texans team I'm going to get every weekend. Sometimes inconsistency could be either great in the playoffs or terrible. Um, in some cases, very terrible because, like, if you could play bad one week and then great the other week, that's, you know, that's better. Um, Texas can't do what they did the other week. They cannot be down at halftime. <laughs> they cannot score. Like, not, not score. They can't be outscored by, uh, you know, keep this outscore streak going. If they do that, then Pat Mahomes is going to put his foot down and continue to win. Um, if I was to pick a winner, man, um, I'm going to go to Sean Watson. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's something about that that quality he showed last week. And, yeah, if I'm wrong on this, I'm not really mad because I'm fine with either of these teams really going forward. I think what they bring to the table is is pretty good for uh, the AFC Championship game. And I think they both deserve to get this far. But uh, um, it's something about the Texans, and I feel like if they can exploit – the matchups, uh, you know, if they can split the matchups on the perimeter, if um, they can find a way to uh, isolate the play of Tyron Matthews, who's been on a warpath this year. Uh, he's really been showing out this last couple of weeks as well. But if they can find a way to get DeAndre Hopkins the ball earlier and often, then I feel like they have a good chance to win. Um, with the Chiefs, man, it's, it's, it's really hard to stop them. We all know that Patrick Mahomes has put together another 4,000-plus yard season. Um, and, you know, he's always going to look like one of the best quarterbacks because he is the best. But uh, if the Texans defense can find a way to isolate guys like Travis Kelsey on the opposite side of the ball, if they can kind of negate speed going deep with Tyreek Hill and then amongst other weapons and stuff like that, and if they can play a clean special teams game, I think they can sneak out and get it get this game by, like, three points or something. It might even be in another overtime game. But um, I would expect it to be close, and uh, I would expect the Texans maybe to squeak it out this week. I was going to go with the Texans. I, I thought that just to get some disagreement on here. Like, it, it, it's a toss-up. I've gone back and forth. Since you went with mm-hmm. the Texans, Mike, I, I'll go back. I'll switch over to the Chiefs. Oh, nine and a half is too many points. I, I, yeah, it, way, way In this much. game, I'm taking Texas plus nine and a half. I expect this line to drop to about seven, seven and a half by time by game time. I think people, are, uh, the public's going to be on uh, the Texans until it gets back down to about a touchdown uh, spread. But the Chiefs, they they've looked they've looked pretty good throughout the season. I mean, they started off well. Patrick Mahomes got hurt, and then it took him a couple of weeks to get back into it. They they haven't had that game where you're just like, dang, this is the Chiefs of the last year of last year, which may be a good thing mm-hmm. because Patrick Mahomes had to put up 45 points because his defense could not stop anybody. The defense yeah. this year has actually shown an ability to stop people and to and to put up. Uh, some good production after a disappointing campaign last year. So I'm going with the Chiefs. It, again, I think it's it's a toss-up game, and anybody, obviously anybody can win any game, but in this game specifically, I think it it just comes down to quarterback play, Watson versus Mahomes, and who can make the big plays. And both of these quarterbacks have shown the ability to make big plays in big moments, and, and I expect that to happen again here. I think the Chiefs win, and I think the Chiefs win pretty close. Last game, of divisional round, the Seahawks and the Packers. Michael, before the podcast, you were like, we have to make sure we have, we have to find out if there's snow or not. And right now in the forecast, there's snow in the uh, for Green Bay. <laughs> the Packers are favored by four points. I, I'll start here. I think this game is a blowout and by the Packers. 
I know the Seahawks are always a frisky team. I know it's always one score. But there was just something about that game last week or uh, yesterday that I did not like at all. I don't believe that the Seahawks should have only beaten the Eagles team with Josh McCown and not a great defense by only eight points. I think Aaron Rodgers can kind of abuse that. And if he gets time in the pocket, that's the only thing. He will be able to um, he will be able to get some plays downfield. And then you have Aaron Jones in the backfield uh, who has been able to make plays all year. He's probably been their best offensive player if we're looking at it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great regular season. So I think the Packers kind of roll away with this game. I, I haven't been a big believer in the Seahawks all year. I did, did pick uh, – I picked the Eagles last week because I, I thought they could upset them. And I believe they would have upset them if Carson Wentz was – did not get the concussion, so I, I, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with the Packers here. Michael, who do you have? Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to differ on this. Uh, I'm I'm going with the Seahawks, bro. Uh, what I've seen on the Seahawks, especially in road games this year, is an ability just to find a way to win. For maybe the first time that I've seen, really this decade, they had a better away record than home record, which speaks to me a little bit. Uh, maybe they're finally getting around that curb of being a team that typically plays bad on the road or doesn't feel uh doesn't play the same without the home field advantage my thing is though there is a like you're Mike uh you're right Mike there's a chance that the Packers blow this game wide open they cannot play on offense how they played last week against the Eagles. there's points? no way possible yeah there's, there's no way possible Aaron Rodgers is going to put up three touchdowns or even shoot Aaron Jones might put up three touchdowns however it may happen there's going to be points scored by the Packers that's a guarantee now will the Seahawks be able to match it I think they do I think they're starting to, and for some reason, it it's kind of like, and maybe because of injuries and things like that, and the fact that they've been relying on a, a formerly retired running back and a, a guy off the streets, that they're not, you know, they haven't been really paced and stuff on offense. But I think they're finally starting to get that pace. And I think whatever they do this week in practice, they kind of try to game plan for the Packers. I think they really executed well on game day. Um, I want to see the resurgence of Tyler Lockett into the offense. I, I think that, if anything, you have to put him on special teams. You have to get the ball in his hands because he is a game changer. He was the most productive receiver this year. And, yes, we've been seeing the, uh, the trend of DK Metcalf starting to get his touches and starting to make big plays. Um, and, you know, I think that if you use DK as a vertical threat and you start getting Tyler Lockett on these crosses and things like that and a consistent run game, you get Russell Wilson out of the pocket and let him make plays, I think they have a chance to win it. Um now, nah, and, and yes, that's with regarding everything that you said about the Packers being a blow. Because if the Seahawks, if they don't score, it's over. Simply put, it's over. But I think the game is a lot closer than what you might think. And I think the Seahawks might pull it out. I, I like I like the uh, the away teams in, the, in these Sunday matchups. Uh, what's interesting is that both games, uh, the home and away teams, have the same record in, I guess, the same situation they're in. So the Seahawks went 7-1 away. Packers were 7 at home at 1. Texans 5-3 away. Chiefs 5-3 at home. Uh I expect that the away teams probably win these games. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks, man. Shout out Russell Wilson. He's been handling it all year. Uh, he keeps saying he's my runner for MVP, and I'm going to just stick with my guns and go with the Seahawks. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm going to have to disagree, bro. I'm, I'm rocking with the I Um I, I feel like you give Aaron Rodgers two weeks to rest. You know, Bad things happen. His knee, his shoulder, whatever was bothering him in the regular season, you give him time to rest that. You give him time to prepare. Aaron Jones played well to close the season by himself. And then Jamal Williams was kind of hurt. Now that those guys have rest and fresh legs, I feel like that run game is going to be charged up. Um, these guys are in a pretty good situation, man. They take care of business here. 
they either host Kirk Cousins at home or they have mm. to go to San Francisco. <laughs> Imagine Kirk Cousins in the NFC Championship. Kirk Cousins can't be in the NFC Championship game, man. Come on, I would be so bad, bro. So you either got him in a situation where they get to seek that revenge because I know you remember the first time that San oh, Fran yeah. and the Packers oh, played. Yeah. It was oh, not yeah. the best game. So I, I, I know he's looking for a shot at redemption and definitely a shot at the Super Bowl. So I'm taking a motivated Packer team to take care of business at home and go ahead next week to whoever they face and see if they can make it. Yep. Shit. And that's that's perfect there. That's the divisional round. Our preview will definitely have a recap once all of these games have been. Stay tuned. We have a lot more coming to you the rest of this week. But for Mike, for Micah, and for LQ, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace, gang. gang.